The Okie Geek Podcast is brought to you by Okie Comics, a publication showcasing the talents of Oklahoma creators with stories featuring Oklahoma. Copies are available at Half Price Books, Edmund Unplugged, Paseo Plunge, Museum of Osteology, Commonplace Books, as well as your favorite comic book store and nearest library. You can find out more locations and more information at okiecomics.com. Greetings and salutations, my fellow geeks, and welcome to episode 218 of the Okie Geek Podcast, brought to you by Okie Comics. I'm Michael Cross. COVID-19 hit the convention circuit hard, but some are starting to make a comeback. The Festival of Freaks in Oklahoma City was set to take place in March of this year, but then the coronavirus shut down the state. But the Festival of Freaks is coming to the state fairgrounds on November 7th, returning to the Okie Geek podcast. It's organizer Chelsea Boone. Chelsea, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. So tell me, uh, first off, I guess for those who didn't hear episode 203, <laughs> let us know about Festival of Freaks. What is that? So Festival of Freaks, we are an event um, and we specialize in the strange and unusual um, you know, we focus on paranormal, we focus on um, horror themes, um, we're going to have, you know, um, some metaphysical vendors. Um, and, you know, we kind of just wanted to create an event that focuses on um, the more niche uh, things that people like, you know, just anything strange and unusual um, is kind of our game. And you were going to have it last March. Is What can people expect? Is it going to be the same? Is it going to be a little different? What can people expect this time? Unfortunately, we have definitely had to make a lot of changes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the shutdown happened literally the week before we were about to, you know, have our event. Um, and so it really just threw us for a loop. Um, and, you know, for a long time, we weren't even sure if we were going to be able to do November. But I think with the things we have in place, we're going to be able to uh, provide a safe, you know, atmosphere and event for attendees, vendors, um, and our staff as well. So unfortunately, we have have had to go through a lot of changes. Um, some of those include, you know, requiring a mask um, in the venue. Um, and, you know, if if anybody doesn't feel comfortable wearing a mask, we, you know, we definitely understand that. But we're asking that they don't purchase a ticket at this time because, you know, it's both the city mandate and the um, policy of the state fair park to have a mask. So um, another thing that we've had to do is we've had to cut down on a couple of our booths. Luckily we were able to maintain most of them, um, but we did have to cut down on a few of our booths to space out for social distancing, social distancing. Um, We're also encouraging attendees to kind of keep their distance from other attendees as well. Um, just to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and safe. Yeah, um, and another thing yeah. that we had to do was limit our capacity to, to 25%. So unfortunately, you know, we're not going to be able to have as big of an event as we wanted to. Um, and we're only allowing 25% of the capacity in there. Mm. So there is a cap on ticket sales. Right. And so that way you can make sure that everybody is spaced out and everyone is being safe. Yes, exactly. What are there some of the things that that are coming back that you're kind of excited about? Um, So we are excited that we um, 
were able to keep investigating Oklahoma's paranormal. Mm -hmm. They are a professional organization with uh, many years of experience um, specializing in the paranormal occurrences and hauntings. Um, And they actually provide local services to the community, uh, but they're going to be there um, kind of discussing some of their stories, Mm -hmm. some of the things that have happened. They're going to have some of their equipment there. Um, So I think that's going to be really cool. And they're going to be there Um, as well as Count Gregor. We're going to have him, um, you know, he's a bit of a local celebrity. Yeah. Um, And so we're really happy that he's going to be able to come there. He's going to have a table. um, There'll be a meet and greet, um, some stuff like that. And then one thing that we were able to bring in um, that's new is we're going to have a couple mermaids there. Oh, wow. That's yeah, they're awesome. gonna be, we're going to be they're going to be in full mermaid, um, you know, costume and they're mm-hmm. going to be selling some of their little uh, trinkets and you'll be able to get a picture with them. Um, a couple of things that unfortunately we we did lose because of covid was we can no longer do the costume contest um, just oh. because we don't have the manpower or the staff for that. Um, a lot of my staff, you know, just didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, working the event and I completely understand um so just to make it easy on ourselves, we unfortunately had to go to the costume contest and also unfortunately the museum of osteology did not feel um comfortable vending so we they will not be attending as well you also had some belly dancers are they coming yes so the belly dancers will still be there um a mirage dance company they are based in midwest city um they will be performing two events uh, two dances, one at one and one at two thirty. Um, so we're excited to have that. We also have a new dance troupe called Sensa- Sensational D- Divas Dance Team, um, <laughs> and they're just kind of like a local like dance studio. Um, they teach kids from four to seventeen, and they're just going to come out and do a fun little dance um, for everybody. Oh, that's wonderful! And it, so, tell me about some of the other booths that you have. Yeah, so we've had um, a couple rearrangements of some booths. Um, a lot of our vendors from our last event will still be there. Um, and then we've got a handful of really cool new ones. Um, we're going to have Or readings, Palm Street, tarot card readings, um, some other cool people. We've got Blood, Sweat, and Teas. They're going to be creating the official Festival of Freaks t-shirt. Um, which is like this, it's like two zombie hands holding a crystal ball, really cool design. Um, I encourage you to grab one if you, you know, if that's your thing. Mm -hmm. Um, We've got, you know, Bossities. He's going to be doing taxidermy, um, some skulls. Um, I've got a really cool vendor. They are called the Doll Odyssey and they create really cool, creepy art featuring like dolls. And I'm really excited to have them. That's good. Are you still going to be able to do your own booth as well? Um, I have decided not to. <laughs> um, this honestly, this whole thing has been so so stressful, especially mm. with COVID. Like, it's just been like anxiety every time I think about it. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna focus on making a really fun and safe event for everyone. Um, and I'll, you know, maybe next year I'll get to vend. Right. And you'd already had one in Tulsa about this time last year. Do you hope to make this a regular thing now? Do you hope to come back in March? Hopefully if things get a little bit better, how do you plan on going forward? I mean, in an ideal world, yes. Like we would love to have another Oklahoma City event. We would love to have another Tulsa event. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just so hard to say because, you know, if things kind of keep going the way they're going, we're not sure if we, you know, feel safe putting it on for the community. 
Um, hopefully, if things start, you know, going a little bit better and cases start mm-hmm. going down, we'll be able to put on a Tulsa and um, Oklahoma City event. If that does happen, I think it'll be later in the year instead of March. Because we talked a lot about how this fills a niche that is not really getting taken care of here in Oklahoma. So do you think that the turnout will still be strong, even though we're going through this pandemic, as it were? I I think so. I think we will have a really good turnout. Um, you know, obviously, a lot of people don't feel comfortable mm-hmm. attending events. I totally understand Um, And then there are some people who, you know, they don't really have any underlying health problems that they feel comfortable going out. Um, And so, you know, I think we'll have a pretty good turnout. Um, Like I said, we are at ticket capacity um, or we have our tickets limited. So Mm -hmm. we can only allow like 1600 people to purchase tickets. Um, Um, But you're really looking forward to like 5,000, I think is what you said last, what you said in February. Yeah, Yeah, that was, that was about at full capacity. Mm -hmm. So unfortunately we've had to cut down to 25. Um, But I I think we're going to hit our capacity. No problem. Which is good. And I think uh, if people still come up in costume, the masks sometimes can fit perfectly for that. Yeah, exactly. We're still encouraging everybody to work, um, you know, costumes, as long as you obviously wear a mask. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I attended the um, Oklahoma Horror Con, and I saw some people who were really creative. They were wearing masks, but they made it fit their costume. And so I'm really excited to see um, people kind of use their creativity for that as well. Yeah. And so why do, why should we do, why do you do an event like this? Why do you think it's important? I think it's important because I personally, um, I have always been drawn to like the creepier stuff, you know, dark, dark images, like horror things. I've always, you know, like bugs, bones, all that stuff. And it's just something that I personally have always felt maybe a little bit judged for, you know, sometimes I'm hesitant if they're like, oh, what kind of art do you do? And I'm like, well, I make dolls that look like teeth, you know, like sometimes people are like, oh, that's weird. And I'm like, yeah, it is. Um, So this event is just for people who kind of feel the same thing. You know, maybe they feel like what they like is a little weird. That's okay. You're not alone. We, there's so many people who like the same stuff. And it, it's, it's taking place a week after Halloween. So if anybody hasn't gotten that out of their system, it's a great place to go. Exactly. I know I won't have it out of my system. Honestly, yeah. it seems like October has flown by so fast. Yeah. And it's literally one of my favorite months. And I'm one of those people that like, you know how people with Christmas, they start celebrating months. That's me. Like in yeah. September, I'm already in Halloween mode. <laughs> Right. And that's why I think somebody, because it has, it's been so crazy and Halloween's not going to be the same this year because there's just certain restrictions that we all have to follow along to. So this is going to be another outlet for people who want to just make Halloween go a little bit further. Yes. And I'm definitely one of those people. And what other things can people expect to see on that Saturday, November 7th? Um, So we're going to have lots of cool art, Um, the mermaids, obviously. Um, We're going to have a DJ in-house. He's going to be playing some spooky music um, and some other cool music that fits our theme. So if you have requests, if you want to go to our Facebook, he is actually taking song requests there as well. Oh, already? Yes, he is taking song requests. So if anybody has anything specific, let us know and we can make that happen. That's great. And Um, 
Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say one little warning is our event has been targeted on Facebook by so many spam accounts. Oh, really? Um, Yeah. Like every single day I get at least 10 fake events asking us to be co-hosts. And I am like constantly deleting fake accounts, like trying to sell tickets. So I just want to like take a second to warn everybody, like be so careful if you buy tickets off Facebook. Um, Cause you don't know if they're real or not, right. but anybody who purchased tickets for our March event, those are still valid at our new event. Oh, good. Okay. So they can just use those there. They don't have to worry about purchasing any new tickets. Exactly. Okay. And can you buy tickets at the door as well? So yes, you can buy um, tickets at the door. There will be a little box office outside mm-hmm. um, the venue where you can purchase tickets the day of. And how much are tickets? Tickets are $5 and uh, children three and under are free. So still $5. That's fantastic. Because again, we had talked about how that's still a very inexpensive cost for a convention of this kind. Yeah, we really want to make it accessible to everyone. Um, And we want to make sure that you still have money to go purchase some cool art from our vendors. When you had to make this decision back in March, how hard was that decision to close down? It it was really hard. I, I can, I can just remember that day. I was so stressful. I was so stressed out. I was getting flooded with messages. I was getting a couple negative, mostly everybody was really supportive, um, and really encouraging. Um, and I, you know, I didn't let those negative messages get me down, but it, it was definitely a stressful day. I ended up just having to close my computer. Cause I, <laughs> I couldn't deal with it after a certain yeah. point. Um, but everyone has like all of my vendors, um, all of the community, they were really supportive that day. They, you know, assured us that we made the right decision. Um, so I'm glad we did what we did. Which it was because the entire state had to shut down. So it wasn't like you had just made this decision on a whim. This was, yes. this had become very serious. Yeah. We actually had closed before they officially closed the whole state. Mm-hmm. Um, but we kind of anticipate that happening. And so we just decided to make the decision um, on our own. Yeah. Schools ended up not coming back from spring break and uh, it just, it was, it was just too difficult and you don't know. And we didn't know enough about COVID to, to know what could or couldn't be done, whether masks were right or not. (laughs) So it was a hard choice. It was, it was very difficult. And now uh, you're, you're starting up again. Are you feeling kind of good that it's getting at least a little bit closer to the event? Yes, I'm really, I'm really excited for the event happening. Um, I think it'll be a relief mm-hmm. for me um, and my staff that we can, you know, put on a good event and then we don't have to stress about it the rest of the year. <laughs> is it just going to be for one day still? Yes, it is still one day. And still at the, is it, was it the arts and hub arts? Yes, the Hobbies, Arts, and Crafts building at the State Fair Park. Hobbies, Arts, and Crafts, and it's going to be on Saturday, November 7th. What are the times? Um, The times are 11 a.m. to 7 p.m., and we will be doing a raffle at 1230 for um, tickets to the Museum of Osteology. We'll be giving those away to our the first 50 attendees, or they'll be entered into the raffle. Right, so so you have to get it there early to be one of those 50 people uh, to be entered for that raffle. Mm Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And when you when you when you're putting this together, you've got staff, you've got volunteers. How many people are? How many moving pieces do you have working on this? How many people um, do you have working on it? 
Well, you know, we ended up having to cut down because a lot of mm -hmm. people did not feel comfortable. Um, so really, it's just me, the uh, co-organizer, Casey Burr, um, our partners, and like maybe two other friends. <laughs> so we're definitely <laughs> a, a small people. Team. Wow. Yeah. That, and, and so that's why you, were, you had to cut back on things because you just didn't have the staff. Yeah, we just don't have the manpower. Um, so we just, you know, we had to make some tough decisions, but hopefully, you know, next year we'll be able to do it bigger and better. Right. The The real thing is to make sure that you keep your name out there, I guess, is to, to make sure that people still know you're here. Yeah, definitely. We want to, um, you know, kind of make our name recognizable and, you know, something that, you know, people can look forward to every year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And because this is not going to be around forever. We know that some, we'll get back to some sense of normalcy at, at some point. This is not normal. Yeah. Um, and so when we do, we can all we can look forward to Festival of Freaks then growing from this point on. Oh, for sure. We definitely have some big plans. Um, you know, I think with the future, there's no telling. Um, the kinds of things that we'll be able to come up with. Um, and I'm just really excited. I think, I think in the future, we'll be able to provide, obviously, you know, a bigger event when we're at full capacity, we'll be able to bring back, you know, the Museum of Osteology, um, maybe bring in some other cool, um, you know, museums or vendors. Um, so we're really optimistic for the future. Yeah. And you've got this, this thing going on for November 7th. And what, what, uh, what do you hope that people take away from this? I hope people, um, you know, number one, enjoy themselves. Hopefully mm -hmm. they can, you know, maybe forget all of the bad things that have happened this year, um, you know, and just enjoy, you know, art, um, getting to see some cool, you know, specimens um, and just, you know, kind of I want to provide, you know, a relaxing and safe atmosphere for everybody. Um, so that way they can, you know, kind of take it and remember it for the rest of the year and, you know, remember the good times. Right. You said you had an aura reader that's coming back, correct? Yes, we okay. do. So she um, basically you sit down and she can see your aura around you and she actually draws it for you. And so you'll get to take like the drawing of your aura home. And I think she also um, explains like what it means mm -hmm. um, and other factors like that. That's right. Cause right now I think is more stressful for everybody. That's going to be <laughs> yes, very interesting. We might be, seeing some, we might be seeing some unusual auras mm -hmm. from everybody, but you know what? It's understandable. We're all in the same boat. Right. We, we get to have a shared experience, which again, this is all about, that's all, all conventions are for in the first place is a shared experience. It gets people together to deal with the issue as one group. Exactly. So, and you, were you going to do tarot readings as well? Yes. I have um, a couple vendors who will be offering tarot oh, right. readings in addition to um, selling some items. Um, and then I have another vendor who will be doing palm tree. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. So basically reading palms and, and, and uh, palm lines and, and things like that. Yes. And you, you basically, when we talked last time, it, it was really about kind of letting your, your freak flag fly that you could not have to worry about how you appear out in normal society. You can be yourself. Yeah, that is definitely our like number one goal is to make everyone feel comfortable in their own skin. 
Um, we want you to feel that you are among people who, you know, have the same interest or like maybe they like to dress in different ways. Mm-hmm. We want everyone to feel comfortable to be able to wear what they want, um, express themselves in the way they want and find things that fit their style, fit their home. Um, you know, we just want everyone to be themselves. Right. And to be comfortable in their own skin as it were. Exactly. Yeah. Do you, you've got some stuff on your Facebook. Have you been uh, also just kind of showcasing some of the vendors and people that you're going to have on your Facebook page? Yes. Yeah. We, um, are working on um, promoting some of our new vendors. I'm actually working on a list of ways that you can support our vendors if you choose not to um, come to the event. Um, So if you still wanna show your support, um, we're gonna try to figure out a way where um, we'll have like a resource list where you can see the vendors that we had at our event and how you can purchase from them online or follow them on social media. Right, because there are gonna be some people who just can't uh, yes. because of health issues, they just can't get there. So it's a way to make sure your vendors are recognized and maybe get some support via the internet. Yeah, exactly. That's wonderful. And do you, uh, do you think that this is, is, Oh, I guess I've asked that question too. Uh, anything else you, you want to talk about that we, that we haven't gone over yet? Um. I just want to um, take a second to kind of, you know, thank our sponsors, Mm -hmm. Skulls Unlimited International and the Museum of Osteology. I know they're not able to make it, um, but thanks to their donation, we were able to, um, you know, put this event on and, you know, just have all the um, cool things that we're going to have. And then I'd like to thank Casey Burr for, you know, being my support system and helping me make the difficult decisions. Um, And then also I want to thank our DJ um, for giving us a great price. I definitely recommend TD TD Lighting Productions and DJ Toxic. I'm really excited to have him at our event. He's going to be, you know, playing some great music, um, emceeing the event, doing the raffle um, and introducing the uh, performances. And DJ Toxic is actually taking requests right now for what he can play on that Saturday. Yes. So if you're interested in, you know, hearing a song at our event, please go to our Facebook. There's a post where he um, is accepting music requests. You can only have 1500 people. Will that be, so once that hits, do people just can't get in the door anymore? Is that how, how is that going to work? Um, I believe so. I think the state fair park is capping ticket sales at 1600. Um, so once we hit that mark, I believe they will not be selling tickets anymore. Um, I will have to see though, because if that's, if we hit 1600 and no one else is and like the venue is empty, we might be able to, um, move that cap, but I need to definitely confirm with them about it. Right. It's, it's, it's a moving target. That's the problem is, is no one really kind of knows what we're doing as we're trying to reopen these conventions. It's, it's still trying to figure out how exactly we're doing this. Yeah. It, it was definitely a challenge trying to figure out how we could put on um, a safe event. Um, you know, the, the Oklahoma state fair park has been really, you know, helpful answering all my questions and concerns. Um, but you know, there's just no telling how many people are going to actually, you know, come to the event. Um, so it's so hard to plan for how we can, um, you know, keep our capacity low and make it safe for everyone. Right. 
and the, and tell everyone just again where where it's going to be and when. Yeah, so we're going to be at the Oklahoma State Fair Park in the Hobbies Arts and Crafts Building um, on November 7th. That's a Saturday from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's going to be so much fun. And I know that you've been finally, you've been looking forward to this. And I know the people who had originally bought tickets are looking forward to finally being able to go to your event. Yeah, I think everyone's really excited um, to be able to attend. Um, If you purchase tickets back in March, they're still valid. That's great. And people can find more information on your Facebook page. Yes. Fantastic. Chelsea, thank you so very much for showing up. And I wish you all so much luck on on, uh, November 7th. Thanks for having me. Thank you. So that's going to do it for our show. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at Okie Geek Podcast. That's also the address for our Gmail account. Would love to hear from you. You can find me on Twitter at KOSU Michael C. And do you or someone you know have an event coming up? Please let us know so we can talk about it on our show. You can find us on Apple and Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure and subscribe, rate us, and leave a comment. Until next time, along with Chelsea Boone, I'm Michael Cross, reminding you to keep calm and geek on.